Hello and welcome to Parsha for Non-Revitans, where we spend up to five minutes discussing Parsha's Hashavua. So you don't come to the table thinking, wait, what Parsha is it this week? We'll start with a brief recap of the Parsha and then move on to a short thought. I'm Esther Kurtz, your resident non-Revitan, and let's do this. Parsha's Vayichi closes out Sefer Bereshis with a bow. It starts off with Yaakov realizing he's getting on in years and will die soon. So he calls Yosef to him and tells Yosef he's dying, and then makes Yosef promise that he will bury him in Eretz Yisrael in Ma'aras Machpelah. Menashe and Ephraim are with Yosef at this time, and Yaakov raises their status from grandchild to one of the Shvatim. Big stuff. Yosef asks Yaakov to give his sons a bracha, and we have the classic crossing a hand story where Yaakov swapped his hands to put the right one on Ephraim and the left on Menashe, the subject of every kindergartner's Parsha project. If I were a betting woman, I'd bet big bucks for my four-year-old to come home with this project. And this is where we get Hamal HaGoel, and we also get the Friday night bracha of Yisimei Moving on, all the Shvatim were called to Yaakov, where Brachas Yaakov commences. Yaakov goes through each of his children in age order and benches them. Well, most of them, anyway. Rubain, he reprimands for his rashness when he swapped Yaakov's bed after Rachel died. Shimon and Levi, he reprimands them for their actions with Shechem and Bechiras Yosef. Yehuda gets a whole bunch of stuff, malchus, and a lot of wine and milk. Zulan will be a successful sea trader. Yisachar is like a donkey who both rests and works. Dun is like a snake and has good judgment. Gud will be strong in battle. Usher will have a lot of olive oil. Naphtali will have the speed of a deer. Yosef, he just gets more brachos and a highlight reel of his suffering. And last but not least, Benjamin is a wolf. I know, I know, it's hard to understand these brachos at face value. After all this, Yaakov reiterates that he wants to be buried in Eretz Yisrael and then dies. There's a lot of mourning on the part of the Shvatim and Matriam. And after that, Yosef gets Paris permission to bury Yaakov in Eretz Yisrael. After Yaakov was buried, the Shvatim were worried that Yosef would hate on them again because Yaakov was gone. I don't blame them thinking that. They did literally sell him, but Yosef reassured them that it was all good between them. Maybe that's why he's called Yosef Atzadik and Amanon Rebetzin. The Parsha ends with Yosef dying at 110 and telling the Shvatim that Hashem will eventually take them out of Mitzrayim and that he too wants to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. Now, before we move on to a short art, say it together with me. Chazak, chazak, venis chazek. Okay, let's go back a second to the point that the Shvatim thought Yosef was mad at them again. The Pasuk used the word Bayiru, that they perceived or saw. So what did they see? Rashi says the Shvatim saw that Yosef used to have him over for dinner, and after Yaakov died, he stopped. So the Shvatim thought they were on the outs again. This answer begs the question, why did Yosef stop? The Sivsek HaChaman brings down the Medrash that when they had these dinners, Yaakov sat at the head. After he died, Yosef knew he would have to sit at the head because he was the current king, but he didn't want his brothers to feel lower. Think Ruvain, the Bahar, and Yehuda, future Malchus, so he just didn't have them over. So that's one shot in what the brothers saw. Medrash Tanhuma says another shot that when the Shvatim came back from burying Yaakov, Yosef stopped by the infamous pit and made a bracha, Medrash Rapa uses the language behetsis, to squint. Why did Yosef squint? to see the actual nace, the scorpions. The Shvatim, however, see Yosef standing at the pit that they threw him into with a concentrated squinting face and thought, oh no, he's reliving it all. He must hate our guts. 
In both Shatim, both Rashi or the Madrashim, Mishvatim made the same mistake they made in the first place. They were not done Yosef Bukasachus. Interesting, no? And a little depressing, I'll admit. Siblings, ask any psychologist, it's really hard to break those patterns. Wishing you a good Shabbos. See you next Parsha. Have questions or comments? Email me at amuna4nr at gmail.com. That's E-M-U-N-A-H, the number four, nr at gmail.com.